Welcome. You are listening to a sermon from Christ Chapel Barry. Listen and be blessed. Amen. That's what happens after you have fasted for a while. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 7, from verse 24 to uh, 28. Hebrews 7, 24 to 28. The theme of our discussion this morning is higher heights. Amen. Higher heights. Amen. Hebrews 7, 24 to 28. But this man, because he continued ever, had an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. Seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. For such an high priest became also his holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, made higher than the heavens. Who needed not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins and then for the people. For this he did once when he offered up himself. Verse 28. For the Lord maketh men high priests, which have infirmity. But the word of the oath which was since the Lord maketh the Son who is consecrated forevermore. Praise the Lord. So the Bible tells us that Jesus lives forever. Tell somebody Jesus lives forever. In Revelation chapter 1 verse 18, Jesus was announcing himself to John the Beloved. He said, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. This was Jesus talking about himself after his resurrection. I was dead, but now I'm alive. And I live for how long? Forever. forever. That's why we're all here today, isn't it? If Christ does not live forever, none of us will be here. If he is not alive forever, what are we doing here? It's not a social gathering. So he lives forever. That's number one. Number two, he still saves all that come to God through him. He still does what? All that do what? You know, some time ago, I, I don't know if I was still in God's own country then. There was going to be a, uh, what do they call this? A World Cup. And then they interviewed some famous footballers. We call them footballers. They call them what? Soccer players in this part of the world. We call them They interviewed them. And then one of them was talking about God, God, God. And if you don't know what they are saying, you can easily assume that because they are talking about God, that they are what? That they are Christians. But I'm sure you know better than that. That talking about God does not do what? Does not make you a Christian. You are talking about God. God, Everybody talking about God. But brethren, there are different gods. That's why this passage says that what? I mean, emphasize that he saves those that come to God through him. That's very important. In Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. He said, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. He said, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. In John chapter 14, verse 6, these are things that we know. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. What, I mean, at times it looks as if we have forgotten that Jesus is still Lord. That's why Jesus is still Lord. And that's very important. He saves all that come to God through him. If you have an alternative means of coming to God, then you are not saved. If there's another route whereby you want to come to this God, you are excluded. No wonder the Bible says, what shall it profit a man? If he does what? He gains the whole world, but he loses his soul. You will not lose your soul in Jesus' name. Number three, he ever lives to do what? To make intercession for you. Maybe you change that word you to what? To me. Testimony, he ever lives to make intercession. For me, you know what that means? Tell somebody Jesus is praying for you. That, that's very important. You see, the devil came for Judas Iscariot. You know him? Brother Judas Iscariot. He's a brother. The devil came. Ah, okay, he's even an apostle. That's even better. The devil came for him, but he had no covering. And the devil got him. The devil will not get you. The devil came for Apostle Peter. But Jesus told him, Satan has tried to do what? To sift you. But I have done what? I have prayed for you. That is what made the difference between the life of Peter and the life of Judas. Jesus prayed for Peter. But that intercession he did for Peter, we are not told he did it for Judas. In fact, he encouraged him. He said, whatever thou desire to do, what? Do it. Don't just do it. Do it how? Quickly. Time is of essence. And Judas went out and betrayed him. Judas still had a last chance, which he rejected. Judas could still have repented, brethren. Judas could still have said, I mean, he realized eventually what he did. He said, what have I done? Because he, he saw all the power that Jesus manifested. And then he wanted Jesus to be a political Messiah. He expected Jesus to fight for himself. But Jesus refused to. And he said, what have I done? He could still come back at that point in time. But what did he do? He went and committed suicide. Your soul does not belong to you. Maybe I put it another way. Testimony, your life does not belong to you. That's why the Bible says the spirit goes back to who? To his maker. You are given a life. You are given a spirit for which you will be accountable. And either you believe it or not, either you like it or not, you will account for how you have treated the spirit of God. That spirit that is in you. In Romans chapter 8 verse 34. Romans 8 34. He said, who is he that condemned? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also does what? Maketh intercessions for us. That's what he does at the moment. Isaiah 53 verse 12. Isaiah 53 verse 12. He said, Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great. 
And he shall divide his power with the strong. Because what? 53 verse 12. Because he had poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressors. He bare the sin of many. That includes yours and mine. And made intercession for the transgressors. He started on the cross. Is that not so? On the cross, he looked at those that were crucifying him. What did he say? He said, Father, forgive them. For they don't know what they do. He started his work of intercession where? On the cross. And he still does it today. Tell somebody again he's praying for you. And so we just want to look at a few attributes of this Jesus. I know the topic we are discussing is what? Higher height. A few attributes of this Jesus. Because without him, you ain't going higher. But I see someone there who is going higher. Amen. Tell somebody I'm going higher. I'm going higher. I'm going higher, yes I am. I'm going higher today. Hallelujah, I'm going higher, yes I am. Going with Jesus to stay. I'm going above the shadows. Into the presence of God. Into the presence of Jesus. I'm going higher today. Are you going higher? That song says, I am going above the shadows into the presence of God, into the presence of who? If you are going to stay in the presence of Jesus on a daily and consistent basis, then you need to know some things about Jesus. The first thing you need to know about Jesus is is, uh, uh, in that passage we read, it tells us that Jesus is holy. Tell me that Jesus is holy. The Bible says he is too holy to do what? To behold iniquity. He cannot behold to see it. Much more or less of cohabit with it. Jesus is holy. Are you going above the shadows into the presence of Jesus? Remember what happened with uh, uh, what is it? The high priest Joshua in the book of Zechariah. The Bible says the Lord looked at him and he was covered with what? A filthy garment. And the Lord said, take away the filthy garment from him. Before the garment was taken away, the Bible says God turned his back upon him. No wonder Jesus on the cross of Calvary said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why was he forsaken? It's because of your sin. It's because of my sin. God could not look at the sin of humanity that was laid upon Christ on the cross. He turned his back on him for a season. That tells us, brethren, how God treats sin. Jesus is holy. If you are going to stand before him, you must take note of that fact. If he is holy, you must do what? The Bible says, as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye what? Holy. In all manner of? I believe that's 1 Peter chapter 1, right? Verse 16 or so. So be ye holy in all manner of conversation. And I love that word there, conversation. Be ye holy in what you say. Don't be holy just in church. That's what you don't be holy. Just in church. In all manner of conversation, be ye holy. Because when we don't see him, is he there or not? 
we don't see him here now. Is he here or not? He's here in full force with a host of angels. Be ye holy in conversation. That's number one, he's holy. Number two, he's harmless. He's what? He's harmless. What does it mean to be harmless? He will not harm anybody. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 53 verse 7, say he was oppressed. He was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Can you imagine yourself in that situation? Oppressed, afflicted, and you keep quiet. I said, this guy wants to take me for a fool. I'm going to show him who I am. And so you think because I say I'm a Christian, you can, before we know it, body police will have to intervene. Jesus was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did what? He opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. As a sheep before Asherah is dumb, he opened not his mouth. He's harmless. He's harmless. Many a times, brethren, you find yourself in difficult situations. And you know you are right. But you truly know at that point, the Spirit of God is telling you, do what? Keep quiet. Oh, they want to cheat me. Let them cheat you. They are not cheating you. Does not mean you will get your right. Let them cheat you. Because when they cheat you, who is the person that sees? He sees. He's the one that sees what happens in secret and does what? And rewards how? Openly. Openly. Those that are cheating you will come back to you and say, we are sorry. But that is if you, if you learn to take that nature of Jesus with you. He's harmless. He's harmless. Isaiah 42, verses 1 to 4. Isaiah 42, 1 to 4. He said, Behold my servant whom I uphold, my elect, in whom my soul delighted. He said, I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. Now look at verse 2. He shall not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break. The smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto the truth. He shall not fail nor be discouraged. Till he have set judgment in the earth. And the idols shall wait for his Lord. That's why I love one of those prayer points that I normally give once in a while. That everyone that is sitting on that which belongs to me. That God do what? Begin to judge them. When I tell him to judge them, he does whatever he wants with them. There is a possession. We pray this prayer during the week. The Bible says, Upon Mount Zion there shall be what? Why do we always say deliverance? The, upon Mount Zion there shall be holiness. There shall be deliverance. The sons of Jacob shall possess their possession. Amen? But then we said, it's possible not to possess your possession. It belongs to you. It's your possession. But you don't possess it. What does that mean? Somebody else is sitting upon it. You will take it back today in Jesus' name. Amen. I said you will take it back today in Jesus' name. Amen. When you tell him to begin to judge on your behalf, whichever way he wants to fight for you, he will fight for you. And I pray for someone here today, he will fight for you. Amen. So number one, we said Jesus is what? Number two? Number three, he's undefiled. Undefiled. 
Psalm 119 verse 1 says, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. That verse makes us to understand if you are not in the way, you cannot be undefiled. Are we together? Blessed are the undefiled in the way. Which way? Which way? No wonder Jesus Christ said, I am what? I am the way. If you are not in the way, you cannot be undefiled. Blessed are the undefiled in the way. And now it says, who walk in the law of the Lord? So we may see you as brother sanctimonious. We may see you as sister, what's the, what, what's the other word? Sister holiness. But you don't walk in the law of the Lord. We only see you in church for two hours a week. And you know out there, there is a gap. There's a void between you and him. Brethren, Jesus is the only one whose rising has no limitation. And that being the case, he can lift you up with him. You can rise with him. You can ascend with him. Then the sky will not be your limit. The sky will be the beginning. But you must be presentable before him. He must look at you and say, that's my sister. He must be able to look at you and say, that's my brother. He is undefiled. See, the, 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 the Hebrew word that is translated undefiled there, that word equally means complete, whole, entire, sound. So when the Bible says he is undefiled, you can imagine, he is perfect. He is without blemish. The Bible says he was tempted as we are. Is that not so? Yet without blemish. So whatever it is you are going through, he went through. A very simple example. We have just fasted for 30 days, right? Some of us did not fast for one day. Why? Ah, they want to kill me. Eh? Why won't I eat? Why won't I pay my contribution to uh, 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 Uncle T? What's that, what's that thing now? Why would I pay my daily contribution to Uncle Tim Hortons? Or that one of uh, 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 Starbucks. Which one is OLG? <laughs> uh, you mean, uh, uh, eh? no, it's not Gokoro. OLG is people who are pay, playing. Uh, <laughs> God will have mercy. <laughs> you refuse to give what is due. You go, go and continue playing lottery, thinking that one, and you, you know, they pray about it though. Oh, yes. They will go and say, God, 237, 111. Ah! God, if you do it, eh? God will have mercy or not in Jesus' name. Number four. The Bible says he is separate from sinners. He is what? Separate from sinners. Isaiah 52, verse 11 to 12. We are still talking about Jesus. Isaiah 23, he says, Depart ye, depart ye. Go ye out from hands. Touch no unclean thing. Go ye out from the midst of her. Isaiah 52, 11 to 12. Be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. How many people here bear the vessels of the Lord? How many people? Some people are not even sure they bear the vessels of the Lord. The Bible says you are what? You are the temple of the living God. If you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, if you are the temple in which God lives, then you are a bearer 
of the vessel we are talking about here. And the Lord is saying unto you, Be ye clean. Tell somebody, be ye clean. Be clean. That bear the vessels of the Lord. Then he says in verse 12, For ye shall not go out with haste, nor go by flight, for the Lord will go before you, Amen. and the God of Israel will be your real reward. Amen. One thing the Lord was telling us yesterday is that for somebody here, the journey ahead of you is what? It's, the Bible doesn't say the journey is foul. It says the journey is what? The journey is great. The journey is great. If you are going to successfully navigate that journey, you must learn to separate yourself. As the word of God says, be ye separate that bear the vessels of the Lord. So he is separate from sinners. Number five, is made higher than the heavens. Tell somebody higher than the heavens. That's the testimony of Jesus. Higher than the heavens. Isaiah 52 verse 13 says, Isaiah 52 verse 13, he said, Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. And be what? And be very high. So the place the Lord is taking you to is that you'll be what? Is that you'll be what? Very high. Do you believe it? Yes, sir. Higher height. He is taking you to a place where you are going to be very high. Do you know that there are secrets that men don't know? The Bible says the secret things belong to who? Those he has revealed, they are for you and I to profit thereby. There are secrets that men don't know. Once in a while, God reveals those secrets to some individuals. And that makes all the difference in their lives. I pray for you today. God will find you worthy for one of those secrets in Jesus' name. Amen. God will count you worthy for the secrets in the name of Jesus. Amen. He, was, he is made higher than the heavens. Of course, we remember Hebrews 7.26 says, Such a high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. That's our Jesus. That's number five, right? Yes, sir. Number six, he offered up himself once. How many times? Once. That's why if you are still killing goats and, uh, and, and, and sheep, still making sacrifices to goats and sheep, you are wasting your money. Paraventure, there's one uh, beside you doing that. Just tell your neighbor, stop wasting your money. <laughs> I, I didn't hear that. Tell your neighbor, stop wasting your money. Because some of us, it's not that you go to the market and buy the goat. What do you do? You send money to grandma to buy the sheep and the goat and, and share the blood on your behalf. And you, think, and you say you didn't do it. You did it. <laughs> you did it. We have a high priest, brethren. He went once and offered himself. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12. Hebrews say neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. Hebrews 9.12. He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. 
So the blood of goats, the blood of rats, the blood of sheep, the blood of cattle, the blood of anything is of no consequence again. But the important blood is the blood of Jesus. And that blood has been shed upon the cross of Calvary for you and I. Once, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, are you still, I mean, funding sacrifices to goats? I mean, sacrificing to idols? I mean, are you still funding sacrifices to idols? And say, well, I am not the one doing it. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone here that God is talking to today. Jesus has made a sacrifice of himself once. And the devil protects no one. Are we together? The devil protects who? No one. No one. If he gives you a joy for five years, you give, your life will go for it. The Bible says at the minimum our lifespan is 70 years. Then you see a young man who just come and you say, ah, he's the rave of the moment. He is rich. He is this. He is... Have you been to his house? Like in God's own country, they will say all the sand was imported from India. Waste of money. <laughs> Haven't you heard of it? Even the water, they imported, they imported it from Kotonu. <laughs> so that it will be, everything will be imported. They will bring the water from Kotonu. <laughs> Waste of money. After three, four, five years, or maybe seven years, you just hear the guy is gone. That's the covenant he made with the devil. That's why you don't make a covenant with the devil. Jesus made the supreme sacrifice with his blood for you and I. And finally, the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 15. Hebrews 9, 15. He is consecrated forevermore. He is what? Consecrated, consecrated forevermore. Hebrews 9.15. And for this cause is the mediator of the New Testament. That my means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament, they which are called might receive the promise of what? Eternal inheritance. That's the promise for you, brethren. That's the promise for me. The promise of eternal inheritance. All that we are doing is not for the now. It's not for the now. There is a, a glorious world that lies ahead Amen. to which we are heading. And the man that sang, I mean, one man sang one song, this world is not my home. I'm just doing what? I'm just passing through. Then the man lamented. He said, if heaven is not my home, what shall I do? May I ask you a question today as we round up? Is heaven your home? Is heaven your home? If the Lord comes today, is he going to take you to heaven? If the Lord comes today, will you be here lamenting and say, oh, and pastor said it too, but pastor is gone. Me, I'm going. Some people are not sure, but me, I'm sure I'm going. If Christ comes today, ain't staying back. Is he your God? Is your life a loss or a profit? Is your life a gain to God? You know, God made an investment. And the investment he's made was in what? Sending Jesus. So Jesus has died. 
Everyone that gives his life to Christ is a gain. Everyone that refuses to give his life to Christ is what? Is a loss. So my question for you today, is your life a gain or a loss? Is heaven rejoicing on account of you? Or are they saying that one is lost? Because no matter what message you preach for him or her, he or she will not change. Let's bow down our heads. The only one that can take you higher, the only one that is here to take you higher today is Jesus that was crucified, that rose on the third day. The only one that can lift you up beyond your peers, beyond the expectation of man, is Jesus. I've shared this story with us before. Somebody, one of my colleagues, heard that I was in Canada and said, ah, if we would say anybody would go to Canada, none of us would have thought that it is Polarin. Referring to me. When I came to this country, I came with my, what do you call, people call it, PR card, or all those things. All my papers were full. I got what we used to call landed immigrant. They don't call it that name again. Now they just call it PR card. He said, if anybody will leave God's own country there, amongst us, nobody will have thought it was me. Brethren, they've thought worse things than you. But you are here today. But you are alive. Because God has a plan for you. Because God is taking you somewhere. Because the God that lives higher, he lives for you. Will his investment on you be in vain? Bow down your heads and talk to him this morning. Tell him. Appreciate him. I thank you for the investment you have made in my life. I know you want me to, to take me higher. Because even where you are is beyond human limitations. If there's anything I'm doing that is holding me back, have mercy and uphold my hands. Hold my hands. There's a song we sing that says, I put my hand in your hands, O Lord. I put my hand in your hands, O Lord. I cannot fail, for Jesus never fails. Where he lives, there's no failure, brethren. And so if he holds your hand, you cannot fail. He's talking to you this morning. Are there things he's highlighting? That this is why you are not making the progress you need to make in, in him. If he's talking to you, don't hold back. Don't justify it. Don't say even pastor does it. No. No. Talk to him this morning. Is there, you are not talking to anybody. You are talking to Jesus. Is there anyone in the house who is not born again who wants to give his life to Christ? You want to raise up your hand? We are going to pray together. Are you in the house and you are saying, ah, this new life, this life that will take me higher than every limitation, I desire it. And you, you want to, you want to make, a, make that commitment. Or maybe you are watching us online. And for the sake of those who are on now, we are going to say the sinner's prayer together. If you are in the house, just raise up your hand, we are going to pray. Because that is why you are here today. He is here for you. He is here for you. Those of us who are watching, just say, Lord Jesus, I come before you today. And I yield my life unto you. I know that you are the only access to God. Come into my life. Come in to stay. Write my name in the book of life. And from this day onwards, give me the grace to fly high with you. 
Thank you, Heavenly Father, for we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Very quickly before I go to my seat, I believe uh, the people that have the baby dedication are here. Are they here? Okay. So we're going to do the dedication before I go and sit down. If you are happy to be in church today, shout hallelujah. Some people did not shout hallelujah. hallelujah. If your neighbor doesn't shout hallelujah, you need to relocate from that person. <laughs> if you are happy to be in church today, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. So we are going to go into the baby dedication very quickly so that we can uh, then we'll take our testimonies and uh, we'll round up. And your testimony will pound in Jesus' name. Choir. Thank you for listening to our sermon here on Christ Chapel TV. Tune in next time for the next sermon. God bless you.